You're entering our forest now because you're listening to the Uncut Gems podcast, and my name is Randy. And my name is Will Scarlet. No, my name is Yaku. <laughs> and this is our Patreon-exclusive tie-in episode for July 2023. Today, our discussion connects to our theme on the main show, which this month is the two Kevins. Uh, first, though, big thanks to all of our subscribers. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Those of you out there who support us on Patreon, you deserve a very special place in heaven for doing what you're doing. You're supporting the little guy because you help us pay our bills. So thank you very much for that. If you happen to be listening to us on the main show feed, this audio will trail away in around 15 minutes. Um, and none shall pass that point without paying the tax. So to you, dear listener, I recommend that you check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash uncutgemspod. Sign up or even just try the seven-day trial, which is available now. Um, so you can click on that. Check out our wares for seven days. You can sift through 60 or so conversations. I think you said that recently. Something That's, like that. I yeah, think we're, so, we're, we're approaching 60, I think. I, yeah, I think so there's 60 yet, but it's, it, it's happening. Yeah, so we've got a great archive for you to go through. You'll find this recording and oodles of other stuff. So last year, 2022, we did a complete David Lynch marathon. It's there. Um, over half of our ongoing 2023 Steven Soderbergh project is there. His better known films, more acclaimed films, uh, they're all there on Patreon. And arguably, the heaviest hitters in his whole filmography are on Patreon right now. So like... Sex Lies Videotape, uh, The Oceans Films, Aaron Brockovich, they're all they're all there for you traffic. to go through. Traffic, Contagion, Che. So go check those out. Um, we've also got themed retrospectives, and we also do monthly tie-ins to our main show. Uh, last month we did a we did a 30th anniversary celebration, which is which was also a tie-in to our Michael Crichton month, where we talked about Jurassic Park. And out of the goodness of our hearts, we had a bonus tie-in that was released just a couple weeks ago celebrating Indiana Jones and the new Indiana Jones films that was released to theaters. So what we did was we had a great chat on Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, So check it all out. It's great stuff. Um, And also should mention we continue to be working on our 2023 filmmaker marathon, and that is... Uh, that, that belongs to John Cassavetes, his directorial effort. So later this month, we will be discussing the seventh in that series, A Woman Under the Influence. All right. So we're halfway through that marathon now. Um, and that's going great. So that's a great set of discussions. So uh, meanwhile, over on our main show, just to mention, as I already did, the theme over there is the two Kevins. And just as a side note, I wrote into ChatGPT, hey, ChatGPT, give me a film with two Kevins. And ChatGPT gave me, said, planes, trains, and automobiles, Kevin Bacon and Kevin Hart. <laughs> nope, not true. So I asked ChatGPT again, uh, and it gave me the other guys, Does Kevin Spacey and Kevin Hart. <laughs> nope. Makes shit up, no. <laughs> totally makes up garbage. But anyway, the third time, got it. And uh, anyway, a movie with two Kevins, a few good men, Kevin Bacon and Kevin Pollock. Anyway, that's not even our two Kevins. That's just sort of a side note um, of me fooling right, around with limerick open AI. About Kevin Reynolds. <laughs> this should be good. Uh, and Kevin Costner. 
Got it. You, you continue. I'll just I'll, okay. I'll continue. You're prepping it. Okay. Let me know when you want to run this this limerick. Uh, yeah. So our two Kevins, our theme in July revolves around Kevin Costner and Kevin Reynolds. So that brings us to today's discussion, where we're going to be uh, getting into the nitty gritty on their second and uh, arguably most successful collaboration. Um, not. Not including, I suppose, because Reynolds helped out with the buffalo scene in Dances with Wolves, but I'm not counting that. So, no, of course. I've got a limerick about Prince of Thieves, by the way. In Sherwood, a legend did grow. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, you know. With bow and arrow so true, he fought for justice through and through, stealing from the rich, striking a blow. God, can you just shut the bit in the last line? Anyway. (laughs) With that, we'll be talking about Prince of Thieves. We reckon he's nicked three to four million in the last five months, sir. All right, then, fine. Raise the bounty on his head. 25,000 crowns. Begging your pardon, sir, it won't do no good. How much you raise it? Really, Scribe, and why is that? Because, sire, the poor, you see, he gives them what he takes. So, well, sire, they love him. Just a minute. Robin Hood steals money from my pocket, forcing me to hurt the public. And they love him for it? Yes. That's it. Cancel the kitchen scraps for lepers and orphans. No more merciful beheadings. And call off Christmas. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves was a 1991 release directed by Kevin R. And written by Penn Desham and John Watson. John Watson is also responsible for uh, writing Backdraft, so there's that. The film, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, was produced by um, Richard Barton Lewis, also a producer on Backdraft, and Desham and Watson themselves. So the writers were also the producers on this. Um, Kevin Costner was in there as a producer as well. Film stars Kevin Costner, Alan Rickman, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, Christian Slater, Morgan Freeman, the great Michael Wincott and Sean Connery, who uh, had one day of work and charged the production $250,000. He asked for a million, just as a bit of trivia, and the producers talked him down to $250,000 for one day. 75% off, like the haggling. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I guess it was just fun for Connery anyway. He donated the salary, a salary to hospital. Uh, so For 90 um, seconds of screen time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and a bunch of kids benefited, so there's that. Uh, the music, notably, was done by Michael Kamen, and the editing was done by Peter Boyle. So this is an interesting name a little bit to us um, because we're tangentially connected to Peter Boyle's one of his first bosses. Richard Lester used Peter Boyle as an assistant editor, so one of Peter Boyle's first editing gigs was mm-hmm. for Richard Lester. So... Um, and I think this might be a little trivia tidbit is that Peter Boyle may be the only editor to have edited two Robin Hood movies because he was also an assistant editor on Robin and Marion. Anyway. I thought you were going to say on Robin Hood Men in Tights, no. which would have made so much sense. Now, yeah, I, I can probably look that up and he probably was on Men in Tights and everything I just said is bullshit. Is he but, also on Waterworld? I think he is. Uh, Peter Boyle? I don't know. It seems to me he might have been Reynolds' guy, but I didn't look that deep. Let me just look it up. 
uh, Beast of War. Yeah, he's a Reynolds okay. guy. Yeah. Rapper Makes Louis. sense. Okay. Um, he's also on The Postman. That's one we should do sometime, by the way. <laughs> there's, there's some kind of a post-apocalyptic month happening. The, yeah, and that would fit nicely there. Okay, so this Robin Hood story opens in a prison in Jerusalem. Uh, Robin of Loxley, that's Costner, of course. He's been in prison for some time, and uh, he's there because he was part of the Crusades for King Richard. So, uh, And I'll just throw this out there. This may be the worst Costner hair we have ever seen in his career. <laughs> I'll throw that out there. We can talk about it after. There are some, there are some people pretty who wild. Don't like, don't, some people don't like his hair in Waterworld, but, you know, they don't know any better. <laughs> and they forget the opening of Prince of Thieves in Jerusalem. He looks but like anyway, him. he's anyway. an unkempt mess, yeah. So he manages to escape. He does so alongside Azim. That's Morgan Freeman. As Robin saves Azim, Azim insists on tagging along, and he vows to loiter in Robin's presence until one day he may save Robin's life to repay the debt of saving his uh robin with azim makes his way back to england where the sheriff of nottingham has taken over the lands um, of many lords but notably robin's family's lands and further to that the sheriff has killed poor loxley's father uh and claimed that his dad was a devil worshiper so robin and azim with nowhere to go they hide in sherwood forest where they meet up with a ragtag group of merry men well, i guess will scarlet's not particularly merry but most of them are fairly merry it's pretty um, emo and, as far as i'm concerned yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then they decide to steal from the rich passers-by and redistribute the wealth as per one would expect if you know the robin hood legend so that's the tale um from behind the scenes on this guy i guess just 24 hours after getting a look at the Pendesham and John Watson 90-page treatment, not even a full script, James G. Robinson, um, head of Morgan Creek Entertainment, he said, yes, damn it, I want that. So he bought the rights to the project for a cool $1.2 million. Basically, right then and there, he greenlit it. So Desham and Watson went off to complete the script, um, and then the project went into early development. Lots of interesting names were thrown around for casting here. I always like these. When we talk about these bigger Tom films, Selleck. You, you see the Woodhouse. There's, there's always Tom Selleck Tom's and Burt Tom Reynolds in these early 90s, late 80s. No, Not here, though. Robin Batman. Hood. Could you remember? Tom Selleck, Batman. Right? Everyone was up for Batman, though. Could um, you imagine Tom Selleck as Batman? Remember that? Just, I can still, I'm totally not Bruce Wayne. I can see your mustache, Bruce. <laughs> So up for Robin Hood, uh, Warners and Morgan Creek, they really wanted Mel Gibson. Uh, so they approached him. Mel Gibson said no. Uh, they approached, get this, Carrie Elways. <laughs> Carrie Elways said no. I, mean, I almost say, I, I almost said they dodged the bullet in terms of performative quality. But then again, did we'll, they? We'll get into it. <laughs> uh, so made mary and there were lots of actresses many many who were considered for this patty kinsett ali sheedy nicole kidman elizabeth hurley sophie marceau robin wright eventually was cast but she had to decline before they got too far into it because she was pregnant um the sheriff of nottingham could very well have been because these are the names who were bandied about john hurt michael gambon ian mckellen oliver reed patrick stewart those were sort of names thrown around but then richard e grant ended up getting the part but he had to decline due to commitments that 
from lingering Hudson Hawk reshoots. And if you want more details on that, go listen to episodes 122 and our bonus episode 122.5, where we talk in great deal and even with the director of Hudson Hawk on Richard E. Grant. It was great. Will Scarlet could have been Johnny Depp, but that didn't pan out, so that went to Christian Slater. Um, anyway, once Gibson declined, Warner Brothers really wanted to nab a big star for this, so they they wanted Costner, and they wanted Reynolds just because of their history together. Uh, Reynolds was sort of on the fence, and Costner had previously rejected Robin Hood, but he said he would be interested again if, if uh, Warners could get Reynolds. So Warner Brothers went and they convinced Reynolds to do it. So then Costner was on board. Uh, $50 million budget approximately, 48, I guess, uh, was was readied right away. And it was a big league project for Reynolds. So I guess he was sort of happy to have this opportunity for a big uh, studio film. There was a bit of urgency behind the scenes to get things going on this, in part because of Costner's own schedule. He was wrapping up Dances with Wolves and JFK was already scheduled um, for whenever it was, 1991. So there's a small window in which he could squeeze in another uh, film. So Which explains the lack of the dialect code. Oh, well, I'll get to that. <laughs> uh, anyway, another thing that was sort of egging things along is that there was another Robin Hood production um, that was in development at the exact same time. And I remember this one, I think it was just named Robin Hood. This is with Patrick Bergen and I think Uma Thurman has made Marion, if I'm not mistaken. So there was a bit of competition for locations and just the release date schedule. Uh, so all this was going on. Um, all this rushed Robin Hood into pre-production so that they could begin shooting by early September, 1990. Um, and then they had a very, very rushed production uh, and it was hampered somewhat by elements out of the control. Weather was a bit of an issue. There were a few days where planes would be going overhead because they had to reroute planes. If you'd like to listen to this show in its entirety, head over to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash uncutgemspod, where for three bucks a month you'll be able to hear many other bonus recordings of ours, such as tie-ins to our main show, mini retrospectives, and comprehensive director marathons. Patreon.com slash Uncut is the place, so head over there and subscribe. Yeah.